Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Gillett and Brims podcast. I'm Andrew Brims and I'm here with Nat Gillett. Hello Nat. Yo, yo, yo. We're pumped for this episode. Very excited. Absolutely (laughs) pumped. And we're going to talk about drawing from a wide spectrum, drawing from a wide variety in our Christian lives. And we've got a little verse that we're going to jump off from. Nat, why don't you read that to us? This is Matthew 13, verse 51 to 52. And this is Jesus saying, Have you understood all these things to the disciples? And they said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old? That's about the third time I've ever read that verse. It's not, <laughs> not, not one I've meditated on a lot. So um, far away. Why are we looking at it? I wanted to draw out and just to talk about um, something that I've seen happen in your life and something that I've tried to emulate a little bit, uh, which is that you you have quite strong beliefs about stuff. You've got convictions. Mm. You know where you stand on kind of different Christian issues. But what I've seen you be pretty good at over the years is receiving teaching, receiving instruction from quite a wide variety of Christian teachers, from quite a wide variety of sources, Mm. and receiving from people at all ends of the spectrum, whether it's, and maybe we'll chuck out some names, but um, whether it's kind of on the more faith Pentecostal wing of the church or whether it's on the more conservative evangelical wing of the church or whether it's kind of the more social justice guys yeah like you you listen to and you accept and you hear and you draw from teachers and from people who a lot of Christians that I'm kind of close to, they wouldn't listen to those guys right. or that you know those people, yeah. um, because they don't like the aeroplane that they ride or they don't sure. like the the suit that they wear or whatever. Yeah. Um. So maybe with the best way of bringing this up, mate, just talk about your background a little bit, what you started in, and then maybe some influences, mm. and then how it's kind of widened out a bit for you. Sure. So I grew up in a household where my parents had been converted from, they were not Christians, um, but they became Christians and became very keen Christians. And at that point, they were part of a Baptist church um, and the charismatic things were just starting in the late 70s for them. Um, And so they sort of, I I think for them early on, they had sort of the Baptist background of of Bible preaching, which you would probably say is more conservative side. And then suddenly they were thrown into this more, um, what you might say, more Pentecostal side of things where people were speaking in tongues and expecting people to be healed and and other things. And then um, they were part of a house church. And so was I in terms of it. Well, it wasn't exactly a house church, but it met in a school hall. And that was a kind of charismatic thing. There was some of the more kind of um, prosperity gospel stuff, which my mum and dad didn't reject. I remember going to conferences with people like Kenneth Copeland, um, Jerry Savelle. Uh, we used to regularly get Reinhard Bonke. Is that how you say it? Bonke or bon- <laughs> Bonke? Um, his newsletter and his videos and things. Um, so you had this whole kind of... And they're very much sort of believing in the supernatural, believing that God does stuff. But then my dad will also listen to these tapes from a brethren guy called Dick Saunders. Wow. Um, was very conservative. And 
we'd have these on during Sunday lunch, these really conservative brethren talks. And then my dad was very good friends, and my mum as well was very good friends with some of the the high Anglican vicar in the town who used to wear his black cassock around the town. And and would often, my mum, they would often be at churches together meetings. And I'd be dragged along or go willingly, whatever one it was, as a child. And so I think I grew up in this sort of, all these mixture of different Christian things. And my dad would always say, you know, if you believe Jesus died for, died for your sins and he rose from the dead, everything else we can talk about later. And I remember that growing up, and I think that stuck with me. And I met all these different Christians growing up. I went to these different conferences and different experiences, and I think that stuck with me. I thought, you know, there's meat, there's good stuff in all of those different traditions. And it's just silly to just throw them all out because... You know, I don't agree with the prosperity gospel, but those guys have got something. They've yeah. got something good there as well. So you just you take the meat and you spit out the bones, and you're loving and you're gracious towards people. So I think that's probably my background. Yeah, that explains some of what it is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fascinating. And then kind of on into your late teens and twenties. Mm. What happened then, mate? How did you kind of move out from that influence? Yeah. So I guess. I started going to a different church to my parents, which was very charismatic. And I think probably for me that the, 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 the sermons were not that good. Mm-hmm. And I think what that did was push me towards wanting decent preaching. Yeah. And so I was quite keen on sort of studying the Bible and, and, and sort of seeking out my own talks. In those days, they were on videotapes. Um, <laughs> uh, or, VHS. Or cassettes. Yeah. And, you know, I'd get these. I'd ever find them in my mum and dad's home. They bought them years ago in the 80s. Or, or we'd order them, you know, yeah. you'd, you'd, you know, by paper, by post. You'd send off and then you'd get a video <laughs> cassette through them. And you'd watch it and it'd be yeah. some, you know, conservative Bible teacher. And there I am as a 17-year-old watching this. I mean, absolutely <laughs> riveting, isn't it? But I loved it. I was just lapping it up as an early young Christian. And then going off to university and coming to St Paul's where I just found the Bible teaching really good and it was the worship the singing was much more conservative than what I was used to and the 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 gifts of the spirit was less than what I was used to but I found the teaching amazing I really lapped it up Um, and again it's just different seasons in your life I think you come across different people and then going on a bit later I encountered a book by Shane Claiborne Mm -hmm. who was really passionate about the poor, really passionate about living in a tough community. And then some of the Eden Project guys in Manchester and Andy Hawthorne and hearing him speak at New Wine, which is a Christian conference, and their passion for people moving into the tough estates in Manchester and living there and proclaiming the verbally the gospel, but also living it out and helping these young people with their issues and their physical difficulties and relational difficulties... And I just, I don't know, I don't know why, but I just never felt like I should reject any of that stuff. And even right fast forward to today, you know, there's people like, let's just say Steve Chalk, um, who many people listening to this will know. You know, I don't agree, I don't agree with where he's gone with some of his theology, but I can see some amazing stuff with anti-trafficking work. I can see that he's got a great gift for communicating. I can see he's a lovely guy. And so why not take those good bits because nobody, no ministry, no minister, no church has got a monopoly on everything of God. Yeah. And so if you are just very narrow, and I mean, use the word narrow in, in, in not a negative word, but in not a negative way, but if you're very narrow in terms of who you will listen to, I don't think you're ever going to really 
get all of God. Not that you're ever going to get all of God, but, you know, I, I love listening to Tim Keller. He's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But if I only listened to him, I would never get some of the supernatural miracle stuff yeah. that I get from other people, from Bethel, from Bill Johnson. Yeah. Um, but if I never listened to those guys and never listened to Shane Claiborne or someone else, I'd never get God's heart for the poor. Yeah. Um, and if I never listened to people like Rob Bell or Brian McLaren or Steve Chalk, I would never learn how to communicate really well yeah. and how to be really gracious towards your enemies and, and, and loving towards people. Like, and I think also my journey, I've been you know, part of the Salvation Army, we led the WOW, this house church on the council estate. You know, you learn different things, I think, from all these different streams and denominations. Yeah. And I just really encourage people to be open and not be afraid. Mm-hmm. I think often people are afraid, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. But, but you've been part of a few different things as well, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, try to draw from a, a few different streams. Yeah, I relate to what you're saying about the Bible teaching at St Paul's, just hearing someone stand up week on week and open the Bible, just absolutely revolutionary. And then we, the youth group used to jump in the van and go up to Soul Survivor Watford mm. and seeing the Holy Spirit move there was just absolutely amazing and and the worship really powerful and then we were quite influenced by the cell church movement as well so you got like small Mm. groups kind of stuff and then met a crazy pentecostal friend when i went to university um paul and just being open to all that stuff and kingdom faith conferences and reading stuff by guys like john piper and that kind of bible teaching Mm. wing stuff in the new churches similar like with Shane Claiborne and stuff and then you know going out to Spain and and even experiences there I remember oh, I took you there once didn't I mate Spanish yes. Gypsy Church we talked about it didn't we yeah oh. it's like you know men on one side women on the other turn the PA up the PA up so loud that all the kids run out as soon as the song starts not understanding a lot of it and yet when they sang God was there mm. And it's like, don't understand all of this, but, you know, the Lord is there. And then kind of meeting other friends out in Spain as well who are more on the kind of deconstruction side of things and listening to their voice and finding it so, so helpful and them so loving and such good people as well. It's like got a draw from where there's where there's water where there's life mm. and and learn and continue in humility continue in that in that walk of repentance and like offense doesn't get you very far does it taking offense no just can lead to becoming old before your time yeah, God, old, old and proud yeah. yeah and it's like god god wants to make us humble i suppose we'd be remiss not to kind of put in a little bit of hey what about the warnings about false teachers and absolutely wolves and stuff like that so how do we how do we walk with that mate whilst we're trying to learn from everyone I think you've got to understand the bible and i think ultimately you've got to have a few people who you say now, these people I really trust. Now, these other guys, they've got some good things, but I'm not, sh- and I'm not going to speak badly of them. I'm going to embrace the things that are good, but they're not, they're not the main people I'm looking to to really guide me and help me. And I think for me, I, you know, whether that's people I know personally or people I've read or looked to, I think, you know, although there is this broad spectrum of things, I'm not going to look to Kenneth Copeland or Rob Bell to be my central guides. Yeah. I think I'm looking more to the sort of Terry Virgos and 
Tim Keller's and Eddie Hawthorne's of this of this world to sort of or Nicky Gumbles or you know these people who I think the reason I would sort of trust them is because I see the character, I see the fruit of their lives. I've listened enough to what they've said to sort of feel like, yeah, I think that's true. I think what you're saying is basically you're, you're hitting more right buttons than wrong ones. You're not saying anything that I think is dangerously or oddly just complete angle yeah. away from what I think the scriptures are. You're, you're dealing with the difficult bits. You're not talking them away or making them sound like God wants to give me loads of money and making them say things that they actually say. You're, you're sticking to what I can see in the scriptures and you're wrestling with it, and I trust you. And then off the back of that, I need to make some decisions about what I believe. And I think that's the thing. Although I would embrace a lot of these different people, and another guy, Peter Rollins, you know, yeah. I mean, some people think he's off the chart, <laughs> but I quite like him. Yeah. But I don't agree with what he says. Yeah. But I feel at peace and confident enough in myself that I, I know, I feel like I understand the Bible to a good degree-ish, and I know what I believe, and so I'm, ha- I'm happy that to be challenged. I'm happy to listen to these people. But I think at the end of the day, it strengthens you. I don't feel like I'm being blown here and there by the wind. But I'm really open to listening and being open to being challenged. And I think you don't get that if you always listen to the same type of people. Absolutely. Um, So maybe that's what this verse is talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the only other thing I'd maybe add about the false teacher or the wolves dynamic is uh, kind of one strength and weakness of today is it's possible to listen to a lot of these voices and not become embroiled in some sort of relationship of dependency or subscription or signing up. Like, you can sample a lot of things, you can listen to a lot of voices and then exercise discretion in terms of this is the team that I'm on, I'm giving him my credit card details, or I'm signing up to her newsletter. It's like you can exercise some discretion in terms of, okay, I've got a wide variety that I listen to, and then I I focus in on, yeah, a few voices, and I'm, I'm involved in a local community where we're walking this out together and and trying to trying to move forward. And I'm not going to write nasty things about people on Twitter. What's the point? Yeah, you what's the point? Do. <laughs> don't start calling people wolves on Twitter yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, be loving, be gracious towards people you disagree with. Every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his house a treasure that is old and new. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back next time with uh, another episode. Uh, Maybe question of this episode. Has there been anybody kind of on your mind, on your heart, that you're like, why didn't those guys mention this woman? Why didn't those guys mention this bloke? They they have to read her book. They have to listen to him. We'd love to hear that. We'd love to kind of widen our spectrum. See you next time. See you next week.